0: There's no question that we live in a world that is in constant turmoil. A day doesn't pass when we're not bombarded by problems, you know, random violence, terror attacks, political upheaval, economic crisis and uncertainty, natural disasters, man-made disasters, and the list goes on and on. It's all certainly enough to drive someone who doesn't know the Lord, it's enough to drive them crazy. The thing is, believers who should know better are wrapped up in all the drama as well, focusing on the frustration and the anxiety and the angst instead of fixing their attention on the promises and the provisions of God. I'm Xavier Lamont. and today on The Ecclesian, I'm going to show you why. When I was a young man, sometime after I'd had the encounter with the Lord I told you about last time in Episode 3. I wondered where exactly I should be attending church, and to be perfectly honest, and I can't believe that I'm publicly sharing this, I told the Lord that I just wanted to attend some place where I could sit in the back, more or less worship privately. Most people don't know, but I'm really an introverted heart, and I could just sit in the back and not want to throw up from, from the teachings and the attitudes that, you know, that I've been subjected to or that were common you know, in, in various churches. Then the Lord asked me, will you go where I send you? Now, by this time, I'd had several years experience under my belt as a Bible teacher, and I had had it repeatedly confirmed that I was a fairly good one. But for all that I'd shared from what the Holy Spirit had revealed to me, I'd seen very little change in people through my classes, um, even though they were very, very popular. And the truth was, I was just really burned out and didn't feel I was getting anywhere. But I answered the Lord, and I said, of course I will, but God, I'm not volunteering for anything. You see, I'd never intended to teach Bible class. I was more or less drafted because I couldn't keep my mouth shut in other Bible studies. You know, there were simply too much that I had to share about what I was receiving from the Lord uh, through the gift that he'd given me previously. Now, go and watch episode three if you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, God smiles in mirth when we try to make deals with him. Don't let anyone tell you that he doesn't have a sense of humor. He most certainly does. And what followed was a very long season in my life where I ended up serving in various capacities at different churches of different denominations, usually at two, but occasionally at three churches all at the same time, each one being where the Lord directed me. And while I had a love for the people that I was attending and serving with, my observation of the infrastructure and the constraints Of organized religion were only reconfirmed in each and every church. And, you know, they weren't really good, but the Lord was educating me. The problems, you know, manifested themselves slightly differently in each of these churches, but the roots were all the same. And what I largely found in churches was just like what I found in the world. Most people were still affected more by situation and circumstance than by any type of personal relationship with the Lord. I found in, in churches, I found intolerance. I found people fearful of views that don't reflect, you know, and didn't reflect their preconceived notions. Uh, personal insult of anyone who might offer a, a different viewpoint. Uh, I found pes- pessimism, people losing faith. I saw hope being strangled, frankly, by exposure to relentless media that drives us to focus on protecting ourselves from each other out of fear. Church people are struggling to make sense of their lives, and they have allowed the worst of their imaginations to run rampant, playing into the hands of dark principalities and powers that we read about in Ephesians 6.12. Principalities and powers that thrive on terror, fright, and discord you know, to try and prevent the Kingdom of Heaven from ever gaining advantage. And yet, God will not be stopped. In the midst of all that is going on in the world, in our country, even in our churches today, there is a very real and a very tangible move of God afoot. The Spirit of the Lord is moving upon people and a supernatural transformation through nothing less than the direct power and revelation of the Holy Spirit is taking place. And my question to you is, can you sense it? I ask because what is happening is a spiritual reformation of heart and mind that is being manifested by a deeper desire to know and be known by the Lord. And it's accompanied by a sense that something is happening within that is different than anything you may have experienced before, even if you don't quite know what it is yet. So, does that describe you? This motive of God does not look like what the majority of people expect it to, and it does not conform to conventional notions of how God is supposed to do things. It's not being championed through expected or even entrenched religious channels. And if that sounds vaguely familiar, neither did the coming of the Messiah when Jesus was born. The word of the Lord, which endures forever, is again being fulfilled today as it was in Isaiah's time. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. In the wilderness and wasteland that is our world today, the Lord is making a way and making a provision for those with a true heart to follow Him. And as you watch this right now, The sovereign hand of God is raising up the unlikeliest of individuals all over the globe to come into direct personal relationship with him, to be instructed, to be renewed and transformed by the Holy Spirit, and thereby advance the kingdom of heaven throughout the earth. What is happening right now will be significant and profound, not just potentially for you, but it's going to be throughout the world because others are going through the same thing. Non-believers are coming to experience the manifest glory of God in their lives that they might believe. Believers are having to lay aside preconceived notions about God's nature. People who say that they follow Christ, they're going to have to make a conscious choice as to the level of faith that they're going to walk in. And they're going to have to decide how far their trust of the Holy Spirit, of Jesus, and of the Father, how far that trust really, really extends. And this is, a resur- uh, this is a Reformation, as most men have not known since Jesus and the early ecclesia, And it's a movement that is challenging what many church leaders and biblical scholars think about what God is doing, but it is something that is entirely consistent with the Lord's character and with His Word. Let me tell you something. The Lord of hosts is a God of contrast. He never contradicts Himself, but He loves a good dichotomy and he is always doing something new, and this trips up a lot of people's mental perception of him and what they think he ought to be doing. But revelation is coming directly from the Holy Spirit to the hearts and minds of individuals without regard to existing denominational systems or church doctrine. God is giving his people messages that are upsetting the apple cart of religious practice as usual. And many of the ones he is calling out to are people that most would not consider to be agents of God. They're coming from all walks of life, not just what we've come to think of as the clergy. They include artists, painters, musicians, dancers, creatives expressing the divinity of God through writings and and through art, entrepreneurs, business people, day laborers, professionals who are bringing change to their industries. Leaders involved in rewriting the rules of organizations and of institutions that are, you know, have previously been known for being resistant to change. And already, some are beginning to affect change in sectors that many Christians would consider beyond redemption, like corporate business, entertainment, sports, uh, the public education system, even the political arena. We, we have to be careful and we cannot let the packaging fool you. I'll say it again, don't let the packaging fool you. Remember, Jesus surrounded himself with the unlikeliest of characters of his day, including, but not limited to, foul-mouthed fishermen, tax collectors, zealots, prostitutes. People considered to be of questionable moral character because God knows that he can transform anyone, and God's criteria is different than what most of us believe. He is calling out and seeking people with a desire and a commitment to come into true relationship with Him and be transformed. And these individuals, you know, they're receiving revelations that are radically shifting how they think, how they live, and what it means to them. What it means to them to be a follower of Christ. The status quo is being changed by those with a heart to follow the direction of the Holy Spirit. Renewal is being birthed directly in believers who are seeking after only what God can impart. God is raising up his ecclesia, and an unimaginable, inescapable, divine change is coming to the world. Have you sensed something different, something new within yourself? And maybe it's something that you haven't quite been able to put your finger on. And it's something that you're pretty sure is of God, but you don't have a previous context for it. Well, if this does describe you, then I want to challenge you today to ask the Lord to deliberately guide you directly into pursuing intimacy with Him. Tell Him that you want to get personal and you want to get to know Him the way that He wants to be known. Ask Him to remove the walls and the barriers of your heart that impede Him, because truthfully, you don't even know what all those barriers are. And if you're serious, Commit to releasing your expectations, and commit to growing to the point where the Lord needs you to be in order for you to embrace His purpose for you. Now, be watchful and wait, and see what the Lord will do for you. I think you'll find it to be quite remarkable. I'll see you next time. Thanks for watching.